Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. You know better than we do that students like gamified learning. It's motivating, it's fun, and it produces impressive results. This year, as you plan your lessons, PD days, field trips, or complicated science modules, use one of EdTech's favorite tools, GooseChase, to bring learning to life. GooseChase is an online platform for running real-world scavenger hunts that are a breeze to set up and play. Customize games based on your curriculum, or use templates from fellow teachers. Students complete Q&A, photo, and video missions to score points. Take a picture of cumulus clouds. What's a number with only two factors? Or have them leave an anonymous note of encouragement on a random locker and snap a photo. The chase can be as wonderful or as weird as you make it. Visit GooseChase.com to learn how other schools are using GooseChase. Then sign up and start building your first game. This summer, EdUp EdTech is running its very own Goose Chase with a grand prize winner scoring a year's subscription to Goose Chase for their entire school. Download the Goose Chase app and join the game with the code EDUP2021 to get your wheels turning and wings flapping. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fabulous episode of EdUp EdTech. My name is Holly Owens and I'm your host. And today on the show, I have Kevin Allen from EI Games to come talk to us about all the wonderful things he and his team are doing there. So Kevin, how are you? I am very well. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to, I was exploring your site prior to the episode and I explored it a few weeks ago, but I'm really looking forward to getting into the conversations about what everyone and yourself and your team are doing at EI Games. But first, before we get into that, I want to hear about your story. And, you know, here on Out of Bed Tech, we love to hear people's story about how they got into educational technology, how you established, you know, EI Games, how you came to this. So tell me about yourself and your journey into this ed tech space. Well, thank you for that. And I guess the, uh, I'll begin with, you know, Kevin was uh, from the outskirts of New York, Raised by a single mom, raised four kids. I describe myself as I'm the kid that got out. Wow. <laughs> and um, luckiest person on the planet, I have to say. And, you know, if you said hello to Kevin at six years old, he would burst into tears. You know, this was one hugely sensitive kid and very, very emotional kid. And I can tell you, when I got into, into the business world in my early 20s, I really thought, Gosh, everything that I am, you know, I'm not very analytical. I don't understand numbers too well. I kind of kind of forgetful and I'm quite emotional. Is this ever going to add up to anything? Quite candidly, in those days, I didn't think it would. But little did I know that actually the greatest gift that I had been given um, was the power of human empathy and what I call my antenna. You know, like I'm a, I'm, I don't know if you remember that. There was a movie where the kid's able to see ghosts, you know. I think, I think yeah, Bruce the sixth sense. Yeah, that's the one with Bruce Willis. Yeah. And I, I'm that way only from the point of view of, of, of people and sensing people and emotionally how they're feeling. And um, 
it, my career took me into the advertising business and I rose to the very top of McCann Erickson, the largest advertising agency in the world. Can you imagine? And, um, and I really believe it was entirely because of that skill, not that I could snarl out orders to people or um, and that sort of thing. I think that, that actually the greatest possible gift that anyone gets, and certainly in business, is, uh, is empathy. You know, when people say, what's, what's the great leadership skill? And I think it's, I personally think it, it's, it's empathy by far. And so I'm 30 years in the ad business, if you know the Priceless campaign, you would know me. I led the team that developed that. Most everybody's very proud of that. My mother thinks I wrote it, of course. <laughs> I said, no, my, I kind of led the team, you know, but after a while, you, you know, you don't say, you, you don't tell your mother uh, to change her story. But, uh, but after 30 years, I left the business and had no idea what to do. And, um, a friend of mine said, you know, Kevin, no one's got more crazy stories about the ad business than you. You should write the book. And so as an agency pitch man, imagine I led all the presentations, which, of course, I, we won 85% of what we pitched. And the answer the, the answer, and why was because I, I, I set out to understand the emotional motivation of what I now know to be an emotional, intelligent approach to selling. Little did I know, I didn't even know what emotional intelligence was in those days. I just knew that it came instinctively. So I wrote a book called The Hidden Agenda, a Proven Way to Win Business and Create a Following. And wouldn't you know, little Kevy from Long Island uh, wrote a best-selling book. <laughs> and um, Now, uh, before you continue, Kevin, I lived on yeah. Long Island for about three years. So Were you? <laughs> yes, I did. I, I experienced Long Island, so yeah. we'll definitely have to touch more a little bit on that. Um, and I'm loving your I'm loving your story so far, Thank and you. especially the empathy part because I I've taken that strengths finder, and my biggest yes. one is empathy. So oh, we're that's wonderful. We're definitely kindred spirits in that sense. So continue. Well, I'm, it's a, I'm delighted to hear that, and I think that it, uh, you know, and that's one of the missions of, of AI games. Is I'll come on to it. Is this whole this whole area? So I, the next, next thing I know, the book is a success, and I'm speaking around the world, and I'm consulting with companies. And I began. They invited me to do a little teaching. You know, can you teach, uh, you know, uh, emotional intelligence selling to our people? So I began doing that. Google and Oracle and all these wonderful companies, and still do, as a matter of fact, and. When I was based in, because we were based in London for many years, and um, one of my dear friends was the chief operating officer to Angela Arons, oh, my hero, one of the most extraordinary people you can imagine. In fact, if you want to see a TED Talk that will knock you out, Love is, TED Talk. oh my God, Angela Arons, it's called um, The Power of Human Energy. It's exquisite, and she's exquisite. Anyway. So my friend was her COO and I begged him, I said, Andy, you know, I, I gotta meet this woman. I just think she's amazing. So wouldn't you know, literally walking down a street in London, I think it was like a Tuesday, my phone, phone rings and that wonderful accents, you know, um, this is Mrs. Aaron's secretary and we'd like to know if you are available the next hour. I went, yes. <laughs> so I literally ran across town. And there I, there I am sitting in the office with Angela. And she said, I read your book, Kevin, and it's a leadership book. And I would like you to speak to our top 100 people, which I did. It was amazing. And here the story comes to how did this get to educational technology? She said, you know, I got some advice to you, but I don't really know how to put it into words other than you need to bottle this. You're able to take this amorphous thing called emotional intelligence that everybody knows is a good idea, but no one quite knows how to do it and make it practical. 
But what's really important is how you make people feel. And anyhow, so I went home and I talked to my, my partner, Carl, and we just celebrated our 22nd year together. Well, and yeah, yeah, yeah imagine that. that. That's definitely uh, hard. We had to spend a lot of time together during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made, we, we made it through that. That's, for that's sure. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, it's something. It's funny. It was a voyage of discovery, too. I think you got to, we got to know each other better, funny enough. And anyway, so Carl's an artist and a filmmaker and an amazing creative person. And about three, three weeks later said, we should make a game. I went, huh? <laughs> what do we know about games? Blah, blah, blah. So we hired a company in London. By the name of Cyberducks, as a matter of fact. And they built us this exquisite um, gamified backbone, which because we own and we've nurtured in that. And between you and me, the dullest game ever. <laughs> it was awful. And so... You know, I said to Carl, you know what? Let's you and I write it. You know, I'll write, I'll write the, 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 I know something about emotional intelligence and business and you could bring this together and make characters and that. So next thing you know, we cooked this thing up. We called it Planet Jockey, the emotional intelligent leadership game. And you know, of course, you know, first versions fell on their face and we focus group. The good news is because I had a marketing and advertising background, I applied all of that to development, you know? which was really handy. And of course the first versions people hated and made us cry and went back to the well as you do. And next thing you know, it ends up at Cisco. <laughs> oh my and goodness. Yes, <laughs> this wonderful woman discovered it. We did a little bit of mailing, you know, in those days that we did uh, sort of email marketing and, and um, they, they did a post analysis and it was in the top nineties, you know? And then we started doing some more mailings and then uh, Andy has this wonderful professor at Arizona State discovered us and said, I love this. And that began a journey of EI games. But I guess it was by 2015, we said, you know, I think there's a business in this. And so we incorporated in 2015. So I guess by some levels, we're still pretty young. And uh, we've gone from the original emotional intelligent leadership game to um, seven games, soon to be eight in subjects like emotional intelligent leadership, pitching and persuading, business ethics, we have a student success and student retention game that colleges are now adopting to help people like me, first-generation students from dropping out. Um, uh, entrepreneurship game, which is, I mean, all these games are being used by professors at universities all over the country. And perhaps our latest and the one I'm most proud of, I guess you can imagine from the background I've given you, our diversity, inclusion, and equity game. But, oh, by the way, we've won gold awards in all of our categories. So we're terribly, terribly proud of it. That and uh, amazing. I'm a pretty happy guy. Yeah, you, have a, you have a fantastic journey. <laughs> space and just sticking. But the common theme is that you stick with what you're, like your heart and what, yes. you're, what you're passionate about. And you made that. And you know, so many people talk about that and write books about it about how you need to find your passion and go with that. Yes. And that will bring you what you need in life and whether that's yes. school or, you know, just satisfaction. And you sound like so you've true. done that and you, it's, it's Thank amazing. You. I'm so glad you. you're on the show and telling our audience about this journey. Now, being as that you have all this experience, like in designing right. these games and different types of 
things that you're sharing with organizations and big companies yes. as you experience things and what you've gone through as to your, your career up to this point, how do you personally define what educational technology is? Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful question. I, I, I wrote a, a book, actually, um, my third book was called Emotify, The Power of Emotion in Game-Based Learning. And, you know, I suppose ultimately the exquisite joy of putting the word technology next to education means that it's allowing the potential for inspiration and encouragement um, and being able to equip people and inspire them via the access and the ability to reach people through technology. I'm, I'm amazed at the people who have been able to take advantage of just as Angela said, Kevin, they need to hear from you and your point of view. I remember, for example, Dr. Trinkle at India at Ball State, they were using our diversity game. And he said one of his students approached him and said that um, um, he, had met a, he had met a transgender person for the first time in the diversity game. And that it was amazing for him. And he said, I just had this preconception. And so you can see that I never would have met this young man. But through technology, we've been able to share some extraordinary things. So I, I, I suppose at its core, educational technology is a confluence of, on one hand, enduring truths of, you know, imagine what a great educational experience is by someone who, I've always felt that education and teaching is the most noble of professions because it's built on the very thing how you just mentioned empathy and that the teacher cares more about the student than in perhaps in that moment themselves, aided in the, and abetted by the, the amazing contributions that technology can bring. So that's my convoluted way of answering, <laughs> answering the question. That wasn't convoluted at all. <laughs> I, that what you said really resonated with me and the fact that I just love that you're providing a, a safe space for people. And I think this partially has to do with COVID too, for people yeah. of all different types and, you know, like a, developing a whole culture around this of people to meet, like otherwise yeah, yeah. they probably wouldn't have met. You know, if yeah, that yeah. wasn't, that wasn't what you, something that you created and you created that medium for them to, yeah. And interact on yeah absolutely so you you've already talked you've alluded to this a lot kevin about yeah. what you provide like the products and the services and and how it helps institution and organization so i really want to focus in on that sure and how your games are helping say higher ed you know k through 12 or organizations uh -huh. what are you like what yeah. are you hearing from the consumers and and people of your products you gave us yeah. a already but i want to hear more Sure. I, you know, I think that, and I'm, I'm sure you know, and as I'm sure the people who will be listening on this call know, you know, still being a very formative industry, even when we say simulation, gamification, game, gamify, it's just, it's even, it's even challenging to describe indeed what these the serious games and so on. But what I would say is we make, I would call a story-based simulation. They take about an hour. These days, it's a combination of a South Park-like cartoon execution coupled with real videography, so in kind of an augmented reality uh, circumstance, whereby 
the player is put in the position of a particular person. And now, of course, nearly all of our games are business skills driven. And in the case of the leadership game, they're the chief executive of a troubled company. In the case of the diversity game, they are the new chief diversity officer at Pair Apps. And in the process, oh, it's so wonderful. And they, they are challenged. They go through a journey where, and we build these games on the, ba- on the, on the basis of classic her- hero's journey story arc. There is a villain, there are sages and wise people, and the, the, the objective is to move through uh, 35 or so challenging situations for which you must make the emotional intelligent choice. So even though we're talking about business ethics, um, the underpinning is emotional intelligence. And um, obviously there are tributaries where wolf industries will do something awful and you have to respond to it. The, there's a coaching element and we've also, we brought, we brought things to it, but we also made sure that there were things that we didn't, but also, I think we'll speak to that in a, little, in, in a moment. But suffice to say, what this contribution, what the contribution of our games are. So for a professor, it adds enormous life and inspiration and a hands-on experience for the students such that when the students play the game at the next class, they come loaded for bear. The professors are always amazed at how much discussion and debate uh, occurs over the vice chairman said, should you let that person go or keep them? You know, this is real life stuff. Um, that appear that appear in the games. And of course, when it comes to things like diversity, inclusion, and equity, it drives and fosters conversation, but at, Holly, as you said, within a very, very safe environment. So, and for corporations, they're used in conjunction with live learning. So we often will do a, you know, they play the game and then, you know, I do a webinar based on the game, for example. It's It's just really lovely stuff. And I'm so heartened by, how much people enjoy them. And, you know, it's even the comments came to me from a young lady who spoke very much as I would have done in my early 20s. She said, you know, I went through the game and I realized, because I I had this idea that there's an archetype, you know, this certain kind of definition of what a leader is. But as I got through the game and I was doing pretty well, I thought to myself, well, I can do this. (laughs) I thought, yay, this is exactly, (laughs) you know, what I'm hoping for, you know. You know, more than anyone, just how much of a difference having fun makes in bringing lessons to life, building your class's sense of community, and empowering your students to shine. Goose Chase is the ultimate and fun tool for engaging student experiences. Customize games for your lesson plans and school-wide events, or use tried and tested templates created by fellow teachers, like name a chemical that dissolves chlorophyll, or dress up as your favorite book character using only school supplies. There's fun in store for every kind of learner. Visit GooseChase.com to sign up and start building your first game today. Yes, it definitely. And also, I think it speaks a lot to how your games build the confidence. Yes. With with the user. And that's that's like that's really difficult to do when you think about it. You're talking about teaching and the aspect of like how teacher and I was a high school teacher I teach grad level classes now and it's it's so hard to teach people to be confident in their skills because there's a there's a lot of imposter syndrome out there like I don't know everything I'm still learning 
that's the beauty of education is you can always learn something new yep. and also refine your skills to become somebody at that expert level. Yeah, I agree. So I love what you're saying here about the games and uh, Thank you. space and making sure people feel comfortable. And yeah. it's, that's just an amazing what you're doing. Uh, Thank you everything. So now, you know, you've, you have covered a lot in terms of like the product, the service, the games that you offer for the different organizations. Like I've heard you say some big organizations like Oracle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now in, let's say, for example, you have higher education institutions, how Mm -hmm. are they particularly integrating these games into their different, let's say courses or, you know, or faculty using these games Uh in their Yes, I think in generally, generally, in general, I think that the games are a supplement and a, a, a an addition. I think that's true in the, in the corporate setting too. Um, and it ranges. They're at, in the in uh, they use in undergraduate classes. They use in graduate classes. Some professors will actually integrate the uh, material and course. That was, I shall always say course, but subject matter that we put into the games through their course. So they'll say, for example, okay. For this week, I want you to read chapter one in Hochberg and play level one of the game. And then they'll ask the student to do a little short two-pager on what happened in level one, for example. I got you. I think that's, oh, it's, that's so, oh, it's fantastic. It's so wonderful because sometimes I think faculty have a, a really difficult time finding things that are organized but easy to implement. Yes. And, you know, just beyond the normal, like, hey, here's an article or here's a website, right. this is an added level of, of a dynamic situation that the learners and the students can engage in that just adds to what the faculty is already providing them with. Oh, you've hit it on the head. And of course, you know, I'm, as you probably know from my background, I'm an adjunct professor myself. In fact, I've gone back for my PhD. Woohoo, can you oh, imagine? I, did. I am too. Yeah. Oh, you are. Get yeah. out of here. That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm getting an EDD and it is it's a journey. That's a podcast episode for another that, day. <laughs> yes. In fact, I, for, for the audience out there, I'll say, I'll say one word and then we'll probably both shriek. Statistics. Ah! <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm like you. I am not a numbers person. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's just not my thing. I'm not, I can do it if I need to, but I'm just not confident about it. Maybe we need to invent a game around that. I think we just might. Um, and then, don't like math. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so the other part of the question, I think, is um, some professors will use the game in its whole. They'll say, okay, this week I want you to play the whole game. For some clients, we carve the games up with a like, mini, like a series of mini games because we do customize as well. For a, for a, a college in uh, Ohio, we're actually used, taking the student success game and we're customizing it so that the game literally looks like the campus and some of the things that yeah it's really really wonderful but uh you know someone said to me after they played the um diversity game and you know i'm sure you know it's it's a very very challenging subject that companies and colleges are are grappling with how to do and how to do well and we decided that the emotional intelligent approach to diversity, inclusion, and equity is one of celebration and one of joy um, and one of empathy. And the best thing that came back to me, uh, which came through Arizona State, was one of the students said, well, you know, I loved it. I didn't agree with some things, but boy, it's so clear they made it with love. 
Yeah, that's what more could you ask for? I know, I know. That's exactly, and it's in ways that's what we. It was our intent. Even if, Uh, even if they not their thing, that's totally fine. But when they say something like that, that reinforces what you're doing for sure. Well, you know, as you've you've taught you've taught me a lot already in the in this episode. But I want to know how your company is shifting. You know how things were impacted by COVID and how or changing things in a post-COVID world? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating topic. And, and, you know, in some ways, and I'm sure anyone listening who might be um, in the, you know, in the same industry from a perspective of pr- creating a product like this, it has not been an easy road. I remember sitting across the street, across the table from some folks at a very, very fine university and it was really like the Spanish Inquisition. It was sort of like, this is preposterous. I mean, we would never bring something like this to our classes, um, you know, in those early early days. And, and, and there was a lot of enthusiasm at companies. But I, I, I think that pre-COVID, there was still a, a sense in corporations that the learning and development process was live. I think that the adoption curve has collapsed. And we're seeing a great deal more willingness and acceptance post-COVID because of the necessity in remote learning. And then the other piece that was in, so there were like two phases. Phase one, figure out how to teach remotely. And then secondly, figure out how to teach in an engaging fashion remotely. And, you know, we purposefully created these games to be quirky and slightly wonky. There's, you know, there's, you know, it's not perfect. We make mistakes. I mean, I, we, I do some of the voices. It's hilarious. I mean, it's not, it's not perfect for a reason. And I, I know that certain organization looked at it and went, oh gosh, this is, you know, maybe a little too South Parky for us. But I think we're seeing a more rapid adoption and more rapid um, acceptance of the subject. I have a feeling that what this means for us and for anyone in the business is. We've got to be, now that there's a greater consideration set, I think you need to be even clearer and more precise about what is my niche and what is my position in the market relative to, as you so rightly said, the, the, you know, the big folks. Um, so we're really careful to make sure that people understand our, our niche, um, what we're really good at. But obviously, there will come the 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 coming issues of of other and alternative alternative technologies and those things that. But I think overall, I think the future is very very bright for this category because the Absolutely. the sad heartbreaking aspect of a pandemic has had some weird, uh, as we academics say, unintended consequences, which yeah. happens to be happens to be the collapse of the adoption curve. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's just, it's changed so much in, in a good way and in other ways too. And I don't want to say any of them are necessarily bad. It's just, again, it's another pivot and another challenge. So in talking about the future um, and seeing like what's next, you know, without yeah. violating any sort of non-disclosure sure. agreements, what's on your product roadmap, which well, what can the audience look forward to? Well, thank you for that. I think and I guess, again, I'll say as a matter of instruction that one of the greatest challenges of being an entrepreneur and, and being in, in a category such as this is there are literally, literally limitless possibility. And Carl, my other half, and who is also you know, key to the company, uh, has got an idea a minute. 
So one of the challenges, and I guess I would counsel anyone in, in, in this type of position, is focus. Um, because you can go in a whole lot of directions, and some of which are good and some of which are not so good. But what I would say is um, our, our next game coming right on the heels of the diversity, inclusion, and equity game um, is cultural awareness. Um, and that's that's sort of the same approach to diversity, inclusion, and equity, but more on a more so we say global scale, how to understand different cultures, different countries, different uh, cultural idioms. And that's, it's actually very, very cool. It takes place in, in a space station. So that's really, really quite exciting. Oh, really looking forward. Yeah, we're looking forward are to that. Are you in line with like some of the Jeff Bezos and all yes. that are going <laughs> into space? All these, yes. The rich, you know, the people that can afford it, of course. <laughs> 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 we'll just do it through a game right now, the rest of it. Exactly. I, I think that the we are the area that continues to grow very rapidly for us is in the area of of I'll say loosely leadership development. And what I'm very excited about is I came across an article when we were doing the research on the development of the diversity game. And thanks to thanks to my my college work, I looked at academic papers in the area of diversity education. And you know, I think anyone who's been involved in diversity education would agree that you know there's a lot of literature that says you know it's been you know it's it's been checkered in its in its level of success. And uh, but but this wonderful professor, Dr. Claritha Hughes, out of the University of um, of uh, Arkansas, wrote this exquisite book on diversity awareness, and in particular, her, her belief that diversity, inclusion, and equity instruction needs to be an integral part of generalized leadership development, such that it's not somewhere off in an organization somewhere, or maybe even here's a course in leadership at a college, and now here's a course in diversity, that the training and development and readiness of tomorrow's leadership requires emotional intelligence, diversity intelligence, and emotive communication. So we've developed something called the EQ Bootcamp, and it is essentially a triumvirate of these three skills delivered in short course in our gamified components. And of course, you know, in, in the webinar type thing, I'm very, very excited about this whole area of readying people in this fashion. That's Fabulous. <laughs> yes, I Thank can't you. wait to see what comes out of that. So, <laughs> wow. I, you know, I'm sure the audience is just loving, loving this episode and all the things Thank that you. you're saying, but let's start to wrap things up a bit. And I have two yep. final questions for you that yep. I want you to tell us about. So the first one is, is, did we miss anything? Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about EI games? And then I want you to put on that Nostradamus cap. And I want you to tell us what the future of educational technology is going to look like. I would say the first is uh, we covered so many things and things that I was so pleased to be able uh, to, to share with you. I think the only thing I would offer, above and apart the factual part of what our company is about, is I guess maybe I have a privilege of, of having the opportunity for a second career in my life. And having come full circle from a life as a young kid that I thought nothing good would happen that what underpins what 
AI games is about in every game, in every lesson, the same basic communication comes through, which is don't ever forget that the person you are as you are is amazing and you can do this. And that's a personal mission of mine because I kind of wish people had said that more to me when I was in my the earlier part of my career. So with that said, I, I've been reading some very interesting things by pure coincidence in the edu- in the information technology arena. And one of the things that's that's quite topical, which which of course goes to the shift from the era where organizations and large entities, you know, were in control, to where the customer is in control, and that and I believe that the future of education technology is the incredible joy of the democratization of what the technology affords, where 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 increased participation self-direction, increased engagement, spontaneous engagement, coursework and content that evolves in conjunction with those we are instructing, as opposed to the, I know something you don't, lectorum and that. So I, I actually think that the future will be much more participative. And I know that may sound a little vague, but I think I think it will be much less that which this entity knows and another doesn't, and it could be much more experiential, I believe. That's great. And I think it's it, there's a lot to be said in what you're saying here. It's better for us to work together instead yes. of pushing against one of an, another because look at look at what your games have done. You know, Absolutely. Bringing people together that probably would have never met otherwise and yes. then helping organizations deal with some internal struggles and cultural things. So what you're doing is wonderful. And I'm so glad you came on the show and we had this thank conversation. You. So thank you so much for your time, Kevin. I really, thank really you. appreciate it. And everyone, this is Kevin Allen. Alan, CEO and founder of EI Games. Go check it out. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait for people to hear this episode. (laughs) Thank you. It's such a joy to be here with you. Thank you for the opportunity. You've been listening to another episode of EdUp EdTech with your host, Holly Owens. You can follow Holly on LinkedIn, You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content and leave us a rating, review, and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of EdUp EdTech with your host, Holly Owens.